Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. And today we are on episode 45. Look at us, we moving on through. Today's episode, we will be covering Snowfall. We have finally made it to Snowfall. I will never forget my first episode. And we were just talking about all of the plans we were going to be doing. And this was one of my, I couldn't wait to get to it. And we made it. We pushed it through Narcos. And now we're on Snowfall. So we are, for, for a minute, this podcast will be Snowfalled out. We're going to be talking about the the show the real events, the docs, um, everything 80s, we about to get into it. So please tune in. Then we covering power and that's all about, you know, the early 90s, you know, just ending the 80s. So yeah, we're about to get into it. Then the BMF series coming soon and we'll be covering that. So we got a lot of topics, right? We got a lot of topics. But yeah, for now, we will be covering Snowfall. And I'm so happy because I was late on it. And it's so many other people who were late and never watched it. So before season five drops, we got all the time in the world. Tell a friend, tell a friend, share a friend, tell a sister, tell a brother, tell everybody to tune in to Shanice reviews Alicia Shanice reviews and we can catch up on it together talk about it and break it down you hear me um other than that I don't have too many church announcements for you guys today just that we're about to be you know covering snowfall a few times a week um after we're done with season one we're gonna break down another documentary we will do the crack that is on Netflix and I want to do um it's a documentary on President Reagan as well I want to knock that out too so I have to find a streaming services on it is on um, I think it's on HBO, but if I can find it on a free one, I will let you guys know so we can talk about that as well. Um, for all the people who were following me with Cruel Summer, um, you is coming out. So that's it's kind of that's something you guys might like as well. And it'll drop October 15th. So if you want to catch up on that. I believe season one and not believe season one and two is on Netflix now. And I believe it's October 13th or 15th that is dropping. So I will start recapping that as well. That's a good little show, fun show, uh, like a thriller, you know, s- suspenseful show. So that, that'll be good as well. But other than that, we just about to, you know, knock this little snowfall stuff out. And then we'll do the powers and then the BMFs and, you know, get on with it. So I am excited about that. Um... I don't have too many church announcements. Just, you know, I got to shout out my peoples. You know how we do over here. If you live in the Atlanta area or you will be visiting anytime after September, my friend is opening up a spa and that is called the Ambience Health and Wellness Spa. It will be in the Roswell area and she will be specializing in mineral detox body wraps, Vaginal steams, iconic foot baths, and colonics, Himalayan salt and fair sauna therapy, um, colon hydrotherapy, colonics. She will be getting it in, okay? So it'll be $10 off any flyer. 
So come on in there and get your spa day on. Shout out to my homegirl, Amber. And I got to shout out my other peoples. If I have been reading a book, I am almost done. And it is a dope, dope read. I would have been done. But, you know, with the pod, with the writing, with life, I can't just get through everything like I can. But this book is called Some Things I've Been Through, a memoir by Jamil Gully TV Lindsay. Gully TV has a dope authentic raw platform over a hundred thousand subscribers on youtube if you love the stuff that we talk about over here we cover shows we cover you know stuff like that with the true crime we kind of mix it in with the shows and talk about what really happened but you know what he do he interviewed some of the realest people who didn't actually did the stuff that we talking about so check out his platform on gully tv and check out that book it's dope it's fire and don't forget, I have to shout out myself. <laughs> Follow me on my social media platforms, Facebook and IG, Alicia Shanice. I have to admit I'm boring on social media. I'm not one who posts a lot. I'm barely on there, but I'm now I'm realizing, you know, if I'm gonna start a platform, I'm trying to, you know, in the future get my book out there. I'm gonna have to start, you know, getting out there. I'm like this weird introvert at times. So um, I have to get more into social media things. So I am kind of boring if you do follow me, but we're going to try to pick some steam up. Um, Alicia Shanice, like I said, on both platforms. But what I do have, you can follow me on is Spotify. I got some dope playlists. I made them all public. So you know how we be jamming and don't feel like skimming through music. No worries. Shanice got you, boo. Just follow me on Shanice Loves. We got 80s, 90s, R&B, jazz, um, blues. I got it all. So follow me on Spotify on all of my playlists. And I am not going to keep you guys too long. Tonight we are covering episode one, season one, Snowfall. Oh, what that mean, y'all? Let's get into the show. Name is Shanice, and she's the one. Her name is Shanice, and she's the one. All right, you guys. So I'm not trying to sound like a robot where I repeat myself all the time. But if you guys did not follow my last episode I uploaded, it was covering the Freeway Rick Ross documentary. Make sure you guys check that out, please, especially if you'll be watching and following me on the Snowfall series. I know I have um, selected viewers like some people, they were following me specifically for the crew summer show. So if you were following me for the crew summers, you might have backed up and then you'll follow. Um, I'm sure you'll follow me on the TV show you. If you're following with the Power Series, that kind of goes with, you know, the BMF that we're about to cover and, you know, the snowfalls. A lot of people who fuck with Power, they mess with snowfall as well. So um, please cover, um, follow that documentary I just dropped. And I just want to repeat again before we get into the show what made me late to snowfall. I didn't start watching it until last year. It was before season four dropped. And I explained it in the last episode. If you guys haven't checked that out, just, you know, rewind and check that out. It's just about, um, I, I, I told you guys before, I love true crime. I, I get off into it. I want to know everything. I like to do research. 
I'm like a nerd when it comes to that. I'm very weird. Um, I'm different. <laughs> I get it. And by I follow all that stuff and I knew the real story of Freeway Rick Ross, I knew how it kind of played out with him and John Singleton falling falling out and they kind of went on and took his whole story. And I felt like that was kind of, you know, bold. And then I'm like, I already know the story. I'm like, they kind of stole this story. I ain't like the way that they did him. R.I.P. to John Singleton. He is one of the best to do it. You know, his work speaks for itself. But that's the reason why I wasn't watching it. When I started reading my book and my brother know the type of stuff I like, he was telling me, he said, you missing out on Snowfall. He had been telling me that for the last couple of years. I'm like, I don't want to watch it. I know Rick's story. I know all about it. But uh, we ended up going home for Christmas. And then, you know, we all sitting there watching TV and we ended up watching it, right? And I'm like, shit kind of good. So when I got back home, I finished watching another episode. And I'm not lying. I finished it like that. You know, like it was like one week. It was binge watching, just not back to back. And, you know, that's when the quarantine was heavy. So you was you ain't had nothing to do but sit at home and watch TV. And I knocked it out and became obsessed. And it's like the best show to me. One of my favorite shows. I love how real it is. So that's what made me kind of late in it and i'm excited to talk about it like I, I really get into it and i'm happy to break it down because why it's not coming on a lot of people don't watch it a lot of people don't know about it or if they do watch it a lot of people um, i've heard them say this and then i've read comments on other reviews they'll be like i don't even be knowing what's be going on with the war and um you know with the uh, mexican side because i fast forward through the black parts and i'm like no 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 you do you know what you're missing out on? You you got to watch the whole damn show. You got to pay attention to every little word and see what's going on. Do you know this really happened? This is a part of history. They're telling you on how they got all this shit over here. It's breaking down how the community got like this. So I get all up into it. You feel me? So I might be a little extra on Snowfall. Please forgive me. You've been warned in advance. Um, the music is dope. Like, um, even uh, every episode they do, they have a Spotify playlist that they, Spotify made, and it's Snowfall. Every song from the show is on there from the first episode until the fourth last episode. I mean, this playlist is dope. Sometimes when I'm at the gym, I just keep it on this playlist, and I be jamming. You hear me? So, um, like I said, I love everything about the show, and I can't wait to break down everything um that was pretty much it before we get to recapping i had wanted to say one more thing but i think it'll come back to me later yeah it'll come back to me later so before we're getting off into this now you guys seen how much i love narcos how i get off off to that that was showing us how all of this got over here. That was showing us how the DEA became the DEA. That was showing us little. They were beating around it, showing us how the CIA was moving. And they showed us more in um, in in Mexico, in Colombia. It just showed you more about the DEA. But then when we made it to Narcos, Mexico, we seen 
how they move but when we get over the snowfall it kind of was like it brings it full circle these shows are like two different writers two different producers two different casts everything two separate type of hollywoods but at the same time it's all connected narcos is showing you how it all got over here the planes the traffickers the the police informants the government and then when we get to snowfall it's showing you what it did to the people in the United States, the communities, the law enforcement over here is showing corruption. It's showing everything. And then it kind of circles in. It shows you on how when it when when the traffickers was getting it ready, it showed you what the dealers did over here to get their money back to them. It shows you on even the Mexican side. We see how when we covered when we cover Narcos Mexico, we see what, you know, how they said, how they have their people over here to move it. We see how they do it. So it all goes hand in hand. Look at how excited I'm getting. <laughs> but on that note, I think I did enough explaining. Definitely, you are, um, I will be doing a lot of breakdowns. We'll be talking about a lot of true events that happen. And then we'll be talking about how this is loosely based off of Freeway Rick's story. So a lot of times, if I see similarities, I'll bring that up and put that in there as well. I don't want this pod to be so long, though. So I'm going to go ahead and just get the recap in the scenes. Um you know how we did Narcos, we did where we were covering episode one and two at the same time. Like we'll we'll watch them and then we'll break them down. So with Snowfall, I, I really want to take my time. So I want to do one episode. If, if We might change it down the line, but for now, we're just going to do one coverage at a time because it's a lot to cover. Um, That is pretty much it. Let me see here. So, yeah, if you know people who haven't watched it, please tell them to watch it and then tell them if they want a little breakdown, come check me out. I think it'll probably be coming back like in March. So by, the, by that time, we'll been to broke everything down and talk about what we think is going to come on, you know, for the next season. And then. I also want to cover The Messenger. If you've been watching Snowfall and you have already made it to the end, when we get to the story of Irene that was in the last season, they were basically trying to play her story off of Gary Webb. So I want to, um, I talked about him in the Freeway Rick documentary, but I also want to cover his movie as well. And if you watched it already and you've seen Irene, that's kind of loosely based off, but very, very dramatized off of Gary Webb. So we'll get off into that too. The season one opens up and it is in California. We're in South Central. And we see the ice cream truck rolling on down like they used to be back in the 80s. And we see, you know, big man up there. He's sweating off that damn truck. And we see all the little kids running up. And we see the two little bad boys running to steal some chips. And Franklin stops them. You know, Franklin stops them. Like, look, y'all chill out. The ice cream man run up. He out of breath and shit. <laughs> and he like, next time I catch y'all. And Franklin like, look, man, here go your chips. And then we see Leon and Kevin walk up. And it's good to see them. We see it's the, the little three best friends. It's the crew. We got Kevin and we got Leon. For my power watchers, don't y'all recognize that's Lulu from uh, Power. That's Kevin. And 
if you pay attention, that's like the same street as Boys in the Hood. If you look at that porch, that's like the same porch. Go back and watch Boys in the Hood and you'll see that's like on the same street. And then in the background, they're playing the original California Knows How to Party. That's one thing about this um, show. The music is phenomenal. And it shows us when you just pay attention and you see all the kids playing outside. You see the ice cream truck rolling. You see everybody sitting on a porch. And it's showing you, look at that neighborhood. It Look at how nice it was. We might didn't have the best back then, but look at how the neighborhood was. And this is June 14th, 1983 in, in South Central. And then when, after that, it opens up and gives the opening scene. And you see the, the word snowfall. And then you pay attention on how it's kind of giving you a signal on how everything is kind of, they see the cocaine, but you see a sprinkle everywhere very lightly because at that time cocaine was out cocaine was new but it's just sprinkled and as we get on down you're gonna see how it ended up getting cracked everywhere and starts burning as they show those letters so it's showing you right now on pay attention to the neighborhood pay attention to the snowfall how you just see the cocaine just sprinkled everywhere so that's that's something like you gotta pay attention to the little things so we go into the first opening scene after, you know, the snowfall and we see also Gustavo. He up in there is the 80s and in the 80s wrestling was big and he up there wrestling, kicking somebody ass who looked like Hulk Hogan. So that should <laughs> kind of remind you of Hulk Hogan. And if you know the 80s, Hulk Hogan was everywhere and. He's whooping ass until he see Lucille walk in. Lucille caught him with the first eye, honey. And Gustavo went down. And we see Franklin, Kevin, and Leon, they are betting on him. And Kevin was the only one who betted against Gustavo. And that's kind of interesting when we see the later on down the line. Remember, Kevin always was like, y'all like this man. But pay attention to that, right? And it goes into where you know he just gets beat up he lost and he's sitting there kind of swole up looking and then at the end he walks out and he goes and talks you know a little business with Pacho and Lucille and we see a very egotistical arrogant Pacho um and we see Lucille we can already tell them two got their eyes on each other and who walks up? Franklin, Leon, and Kevin. And Franklin wants his autograph. So they kind of meet there. And that's where they know each other from. They just know each other from the wrestling right now. And he just got his autograph. So he didn't see Franklin face. Him and Lucille both know who Franklin is as just the kid who watched wrestling, which we'll play in later. And after he gets his autograph, we go into the next scene so it's kind of breaking it down where we get introduced slowly to each and everybody so we got franklin we got his two best friends we they showing us their little crew then we got gustavo and we know he gonna be intertwined with lucille and pacho they're the mexicans and we see Lucille and Pacho is telling him, you want to be a part of the family, right? You want to get into the business, right? Well, we see that he's already been doing little jobs for him, but they're giving him something bigger to prove himself with. So we see he takes on a job, but we don't know what it is at this point. 
Then we go into the next scene and it brings in another group of people and they're having this wild orgy sex party coke party we got the nicaraguan guy he's sitting there getting his freak on with the woman then we got uh logan miller goes we're going into the cia and contra stuff and we got the cia guy logan miller he's sitting up there with him getting him a little menage twine on getting straws stuck up his butt with cocaine they're doing the most and out of nowhere he ods we see the girls get to going crazy but the guy from nicaragua he just stands there like oh shit and it goes straight to another scene. And then we see Teddy. We see Teddy looking, <laughs> looking crazy, looking like he just hates life. Like every day is the same day repeated. He wakes up. He just looks like he is just going through craziness right now. We see that Teddy, pay attention, he is on a desk job. So whatever he did in the past has got him stuck to the desk. And if my Narcos watchers, if you um, follow along, remember every time they got in trouble, they always told him, you're going to end up having your ass pent to a desk. That's always the threat with the, you know, the government officer. So, you know, he ended something in the past where he is on a desk job. So pay attention to that as we go further along. And we see him now. He's just sitting there. He's eating his Chinese food. He's making calls to the same woman. And out of nowhere, we see the guy from Nicaragua, because that's where he's from, Ali Alejandro. He walks up and he's like, hey, um, you know, are you Teddy McDonald? And we see a very paranoid Teddy very observative and also Ali is very observative as well he like look do you know Logan Miller he told me if anything ever happened to come specifically to you and Teddy lets his guard down and ends up bringing his pistol of course to go and see what happened to Logan and when they get there we see we see well, we haven't made it quite to Logan yet. It cuts another scene and we go straight to Uncle Jerome's house. So then we get to Uncle Jerome's house and we see him up there, you know, pumping his weights. Got all his boys in the yard. It's 1983. So Franklin said, damn, all y'all be off that Sherm. So that's what all of them be on in 1983. They all on Sherm. And they up there lifting weights, talking stuff. And Franklin goes in the house he like speak to your auntie he like damn she still ain't working pay attention to that <laughs> so he they end up bagging weed because that's when we see okay franklin a little hustler he'd be you know hustling for his uncle but that he just in a weed right now and we see louie this is a big deal because this is 1983 and louie like look i love you nephew but not right now why luke and laura was on for all my 80s babies who grew up around your mamas your grandmamas we all know about general hospital luke and laura honey listen you can't play with luke and laura here they still legends to this day i still watch general hospital off and on don't play with me 
So that just shows you how how authentic they took it there. Like when them, when women was sitting there watching the stories back in the eighties, do not don't you what don't you interrupt me? And you know we got Franklin and we got Jerome. They sitting there talking. Jerome is like, look, sissy still don't know about this, which is Franklin's mom. He like hell no. Nah. And out of nowhere, we just hear bamming at the door. We see a little hood rat chick coming over there. Like Jerome. We can already tell what type of relationship Louie and um, Jerome got. She like, <laughs> look, they, I guess they just got their own thing. They telling each other, shut the F up. We all know them type of uncle and aunties in the hood got that crazy relationship. That was them. So Jerome had enough of this girl out there just yelling. He like, Louie, c- c- come, come beat this bitch ass. And Louie is like... <laughs> She waiting a minute. She 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 ain't worried about it, but she waits till her commercial hit and she go out there and tear that girl up. So that was a funny scene. After that, that's when we get Teddy and Alejandro. I'm gonna call him Ali. That's when we get him and Teddy to go back to the house and we see a dead Logan. And Teddy is just paranoid. He hurry up and pull his, pulls his pistol out. And he like, what happened? And what happened? And he like, I'm going to tell you why I couldn't call the police, but calm down. And he shows him the 50 kilos that they had hidden in the house. So, you know, Teddy doesn't really know what's going on yet. And he's like, what is going on? And Ali tells him like, are you hungry? So... I like to say pay attention to that part because if you've been watching it, you see how Teddy, every time he gets something, he's like, we're going to need a drink for this. So he kind of like took his own word and, you know, that's how he is. It's a lot to explain. So after that, Alejandro takes him to a restaurant, a diner, and we can just see if, if you pay attention to Teddy now, look at how he's kind of paranoid, fragile, OCD, all of that. And he hates cigarette smoke and he's agitated, he like put the cigarette out. But after that, they kind of get to talking and he like, look, are you the guy or not? Logan told me if there's ever any problems to come to you because you are the guy, you, you, you are the guy, you, you hate communism. And that was a, that that's the reason all of this happened communism you know and you know some he stood for his country so they knew he like i knew you guys were doing something but whatever you guys are doing is not supposed to touch american soil so that's important too because whatever that they had planned on doing it wasn't supposed to touch american soil and that's all it did right so they kind of get to it and the guy kind of like just tells him like, look, quit talking to me like you crazy. First of all, I'm not a fucking drug dealer. I am a soldier. I am a Nicaraguan soldier. I come from a family of soldiers and I have people over there in the jungle who are hungry, starving. Um, they're, they don't have anything. Your country, your country came over there and tried to motivate us and tell us that we need to fight told us that you would help us with this and out of nowhere the government just cut your resources which is true that's very true um reagan at the time hated communism 
That's all this was. Hate he hated he was he hated communism and he didn't like communism sympathizers. And they did go back them and then the congressmen cut everything off. So that's why they had to do all of this to fund this war illegally. And that's uh he was over there trying to get it done, you know. So he is a soldier in in it all. So he's he's telling the truth with that. And he's telling them like, I cannot finish this operation without the CIA because you guys have been backing me. And Teddy basically listens. He listens. So we go and we go into Franklin's home and we see what type of lifestyle he has. He got the single mother. We see Miss Sissy walk in the house looking like she tired from a hard day of work, looking like she's been roughed up at work. Franklin asked her, has somebody put, you know, their hands on her? And we see that she um, runs an apartment complex under her boss and it's in a rough neighborhood and she must have to go through something uh with the tenants because the boss calls her and was like look did you tell her she had to go and she's like i gave her two days and he's like no one day is enough so we see that she might already got roughed up but she got to go back into these apartment complex and put whoever she probably promised two days out out the next day you know suck the shit and stuff that they did in the ghetto so we see that the bond that they have and you know we, we just see that that closeness and i loved it that scene we see you know loving sissy we see franklin um we see the type of life they have and that's amazing and then it goes into a monologue playing the ghetto <laughs> by the staples that's the jam so they play that and it kind of goes into like this monologue where it takes us scene by scene we see sissy after this long hard day dealing with all the bull with her boss and a tenant she goes in there fires her up a joint honey in that tub we see franklin him and leon out making sales we see teddy he's sitting there looking stuck like he don't know what the hell going on we see gustavo we can tell that he's living in his truck. He's looking at a picture. And it's just like a, a beautiful monologue. So we see, we go just from scene to scene. So the next morning, we see Franklin. He coming outside eating him some cereal, honey. And he looking at Mel, Melanie next door. They kind of giving their eyes to each other. And we see Leon walking down the street with his little boombox radio staring at melanie calling her pretty girl mel we see andre <laughs> we see andre coming out you know he talking his little stuff being a daddy as he should and uh we see after that you know franklin says he out and leon comes with him they sitting out there on the bus having him a good old time and he got the music playing up and the white guy like, can you turn that down? And, you know, uh, we got Leon like, what? Can, can I what? Can I turn it down? And he, he like, can I what? Can I turn it down? He played up a little louder. And before y'all get the feeling bad for the man, 
remember your grandparents when they would come and make them get off the bus. That's all I'm going to say. But, you know, Leon, he, he ain't cutting that music down. So then we get to the porn mansion, honey. We go and we see Franklin is like living a double life. We see he got another best friend slash brotherhood over here with Rob. And we walk into that house. We see butt naked women and men everywhere. And we see that his father is a porn director. We go outside, we see the mom ain't far from it, Her and got her little wine, she coming on the Leon, we see Franklin, he, he Frankie over there, everybody hugging, Rob is over touchy-fied, and they kind of going out there chilling, and then, you know, when they leave, um, Leon is telling him, like, damn, you got a whole nother life, why you didn't tell us about this, and he like, look, when I would go to school, it just would be easier for me to stay over here, and that's similar to freeway ricky rick because he kind of lived a little bit of two lives as well um with the tennis aspect you know with that whole lifestyle that was completely different than his south central lifestyle so you see his steady similarities they're going to throw in there and after that we see how uh you know, Rob goes on and tells Leon how Franklin was the man at their school. And we see how he's supplying the weed over there. We see how he was the prom king at their school. So we see Franklin was the man and is very high educated, very smart, had a chance to go to a good college. But we see the next scene, we see a very detailed OCD Teddy. He is cleaning that house from front to bottom. Because at this point, all we know is Logan OD'd. So he still doesn't know, you know, was girls there and where where was all this blood coming from? It's blood spattered everywhere. So we go into the next scene and we see Pacho. And he's talking stuff to Gustavo, you know, giving him orders. And Pacho is very arrogant at this time. Very arrogant, very cocky, just being an asshole to Gustavo. And we see Franklin, we go to his scene, and he's at work, and he's reading uh, at the, the store he works at Cho's. And Melanie comes in and asks for a drink. She's sneaking out the house at a party. So I, I, I want to bring this up to say, pay attention to Melanie. I, I want to say that early on in the game for my new watchers or even people who've been watching it. Pay attention to early Mel. Mel, she's sneaking out the house already on her own. She's coming in there drinking. We see Franklin don't drink. She asked him, like, why don't you drink? He's like, I just ain't into it. So pay attention to Melanie and see certain characteristics in her early. So... We see Leon and Kevin come in. They are, you know, just being normal kids. They drinking beer. They they jonesing on each other, laughing, joking, playing music. They just being normal kids. Pay attention to the dynamic in early 1983, well, June 1983. So we go straight to the next scene and we see Teddy. He flies off to D.C. and he meets with his boss. And he basically pleads with him, you know, telling him about everything that happened with Logan. And he like, look, I'm 28 years years old you guys got me on desk I am ready to get back on the game I'm ready to get back in and you know his boss is a little skeptical he breaks it down how everything has been going on and he like I'm the guy if something happens I'll take the fall with the past you know it won't be too far-fetched so keep that in mind for season five 
Teddy has already been through something that has him on a desk job and they were already skeptical about putting him back in. So he gets the okay and now he's the new Logan. He's in with the guy from Nicaragua. And we go into the next scene. Now we see it's the next day. Frankie has went back over there to Rob's house. They sitting there talking. The parents are out of town, so they can't do their, Rob can't do his normal little way of getting stuff. So he like, I need to go score some, score some blow. And I'm kind of scared because dude look crazy. And Franklin like, oh, so send a black guy. He like, shit, it's cool. I'm always the black guy. So Franklin take his happy ass over to Avi's house. Pay attention to Avi. So when we get to Ivy house, we see Ivy all we we see the crazy Ivy from the jump. He already in the back torturing somebody and Franklin walked back there with his little damn $200. Ivy looking at him like, "What the hell? What is this? I don't sell to kids and I don't sell for $200. I sell keys." And he like, "How the hell did you even get over here?" And when he finds out he the he the porno um king son, then uh he like, okay, that little punk didn't want to come in. So Franklin see, you know, he see a he see an opportunity and he like, what what can I do? I I sell a key for you. And, you know, he looking at him like, boy, the people who you be around can't afford this. That is very important for this story. Because remember, when they were pushing it at first. Only the rich people did cocaine. It was a it was a drug for the rich in the 80s at first. 70s and 80s, it was a drug for the rich, the disco dancers, the the high upper echelons, you know. And we're gonna get all off into that. So at the time, no, black people wasn't doing cocaine in the inner city neighborhoods. Not at that time. And Franklin is smart. And he been on both sides and he like, I know people all over. I know people who will get it. So Avi put him to a little test. Like oh, Avi, he put a gun up there, put the gun, the bulletproof vest on him, have him go stand. And he see Franklin do got heart and he gives him a key. And he like, you got one day to make $12,000 and bring it back. If you don't, I'm about to have my people drop you off and we'll know where you stay. So we see Teddy, it goes to the next scene. We see Teddy is going crazy. He is having hallucinations. He's jumping in a pool. He calls his girlfriend who we know will be named Julia. And we just see him going crazy, right? And it's funny because, you know, I've done watched so much true crime and everything. And the DEA, with everything that they went through with the CIA back in the day, they call them clowns in action for CIA clowns in action. And then, like, when the black people were doing the protests in uh, South Central in the early 90s, when they end up figuring all this scandal came out, they were calling the CIA for cracking America. So, you know, CIA cracking America clowns in action. I just thought that was a little funny. But we go to the next scene and we see Uncle Jerome. <clears throat> we see Franklin, he got he all excited. He like he didn't came up on a move. He take the coke over there to Jerome. Jerome is not feeling it. He nope, nope, get that shit out my house. He is not feeling it. We see Louie back there trying to act like she's asleep, but she paying attention to everything. So he goes back home. He's disappointed. And we see Louie comes to his bedroom window and she like, is it real? He like, yeah. 
She like, come on. So we see him and Louie. They take off. We get to the next scene and we see what Lucille and Pacho's put Gustavo up to. He breaks in a man's house. He's stealing the money. He gets the money, but another a man comes up, catches him off guard. They tussle. He ends up killing the man. Now, that was not a part of this dumbass plan that Pacho and Lucille had and put Gustavo up to. So that was never supposed to happen. We go into the next scene. We see Teddy. He is getting all the details of, of the operation. He want to know what color socks you had on yesterday. He want to know how many times you chewed the gum you had the day before. Teddy is very detailed, and that is like somebody that the CIA would want. He would be the he was the perfect guy for this job. And we see how detailed he is with everything. We go. And we see Ali pay attention. He is telling him, he is like, so you went and got the okay. Are you sure if something goes happen, if something ha goes wrong and I go to jail, I am going to get right out. You just make your calls and I'm out right. Teddy agrees. Who does that remind you of? We just covered the Rick Ross documentary, Blend On. He got caught with a billion dollars worth of coke. He was out right after. Pay attention. Blandone, the guy from Nicaragua, who was the soldier, caught over here, intertwined with the CIA. Who does that remind you of? Blandone. Like, that's why I'm going to bring in similarities. Um, we go into the next scene, and I'm going to wrap this up. Just give me a few more minutes of your time. Uh, we go to Claudia's Club. This will play a big deal. We see Claudia. As soon as they walk in, the security guard is like, nope, Louis, nope, turn around, Louis. Uh-uh, nope, uh-uh. <laughs> and Louis, like, it's not that type of party. Claudia going to want to see this. They go in there. They pat him down. Claudia coming over there looking all cocky. She like, what you, Louie, last time you came in here, you know. So we see that they got a pass. We don't know what kind of pass, but we see a pass. And out of nowhere, Claudia pistol slapped the hell out of Louie Hill. I felt that over here. She put the gun up to Franklin. They end up calming down and they make the sale. What Franklin do? Ivy told him what? Get 12000 Franklin made that sale for 16000 I ain't mad at you, baby. Coming up with an extra file. And we see... Louis, they kind of take off. And Louis, I mean, Franklin just can't, he can't. He can't get over how easy that was. And, you know, this is probably, the, this is the most money he has ever had in his hand at 16 G's. And Louis hands him a gun. And Franklin is not a gangster. He's like, I don't need that. I don't want that. I don't want violence. I want money. And his his story intertwines with the AZ from Paid and Full. Never wanted to be a gangster. Only just wanted to be about money. Which back in those days, we had those guys. It wasn't all about killing and everything. We're going to get more into that in the 80s. But you know how they always try to make it seem like we were animals and all of this. No, some people just wanted to get money, even though it destroyed the community. But we'll get to that later. But you see, he he doesn't want to be a gangster. He don't even want to hold a gun. He just want to get money. They see his dad, and we know he's going to play a major part. And Louis is like, oh, go say hi to your dad. And Franklin, like, draw the, draw the effing car. So they drive off. 
we see Teddy is back cleaning up, honey. Teddy got OCD. Teddy is cleaning up and he finds some hair, some blonde hair, which Logan hair wasn't blonde. We know Ali's hair wasn't blonde, so he figures out someone else was there, and then he sees an earring. So Teddy knows something is up, and then we see Gustavo is in his car, in his truck again, and he is looking at a picture, and he's realizing that it was all a setup that Lucille and Pacho had him go rob their family. And that was episode one. Did you guys enjoy my recap? I hope you did. Um, if you've watched it before, go watch it again and you'll see all the little fine details and hell, you can even let me know if I missed any, but that was the show. Um, I didn't want to keep you guys too long, but with snowfall, I do want to be, you know, more detailed. Um, I will try, I will probably get one out tomorrow because when I was at the gym today, um, to get through my treadmill workout, I, instead of listening to music, I just popped on episode two so I could, you know, refresh my mind on little things. So I think I have about 20 more minutes left because I did a 40 minutes on a treadmill today. So what I'll do is I'll finish it up tonight, jot some notes down, and I'll come back on here tomorrow and we'll recap episode two. As much as I love Snowfall, we, we probably going to be dropping content all week. But on that note, it's your girl, Shanice. I hope you guys did enjoy this. Don't forget the social media platforms, Alicia Shanice, on both Facebook and IG. You can follow me on Spotify under Shanice Loves for all of my public playlists. And it's your girl, Shanice. And on that note, I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl, Shanice.